Attention, 5-9 Gamers, we are back with another installment of your favorite Dokkan Battle podcast called the Dokkan Battle Podcast. I am your host, Toon Rami, and joining me this week is the international family guy himself, Talon. Part-time stand user and full-time Super Battle Road King, the Mass Ningen. Yo, how's it going, everybody? The homie who needs no introduction, Goresh. What's going on, everybody? The baby face of 5'9 and top five toad cosplayer, Nolar. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Stellt euch dem mächtigen und schnellsten Speedrunner Sunblade. Good morning. Hi, guys. <laughs> baby face. All right. Uh, make sure you guys are locked in across all social media platforms and fully connect with the 5'9G network. Follow us on Twitch, Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube, join the Discord, check out the Facebook fan page, the subreddit, the website, everything. Check it out. Today, make sure you guys are fully locked in. And don't forget, the Dokkan Awards are coming up. So don't forget to cast your vote for your favorite Dokkan moments in the poll for the upcoming show, which will be happening on March 5th. Make sure you guys vote today. So with all things said and done, let's jump into episode 19, The Not-So-Sinister Six. So guys, <laughs> obviously, a little something happened. This week on Dokkan, you, you, you might have heard about it. Uh, it's a little thing called the 60-year anniversary. Kind of a big deal. Uh, let's just let's just take it away, guys. Is this the best anniversary we've ever had? It's, it's only been, what, a day? And a day. we already hit top grossing. People are freaking out about <laughs> the units, the music, everything. Just let's, let's open the floor. Talon, we'll start with you. What, what is your takeaway from this initial uh, day of six-year anniversary hype? um so just from the first day it's it's pretty good it's a pretty good anniversary i mean we got everything from a ton of events that have returned to new story events um new boss rush so people get more stones obviously the new units are here and everything um the banners are actually pretty good um you know still not a fan of the whole 10 unit but you know it is what it is um the only thing we really haven't seen any information for is like a proper EZA or maybe like some kind of raid battle or something which generally the raid battle is going to be in part two you know that type of stuff and other than that pretty much have hit everything I think in terms of what needs to be in an anniversary now of course the big question is how long do they drip feed it in terms of what comes out in part two is there a part three, AKA there probably will be because of like the six, six ticket and everything. So I don't know what we'll to wait and see, but so far I think I say it's off to a good start. I say it's off to a good start. Would you say that this is the best anniversary they've ever done in terms of execution right off the gate? Um, no, I think I still leave that to year four. Cause I'm pretty sure year four already showed us that there were proper easy A's and everything. So um, let's, let's wait to see what happens with, uh, those going forward. So let's talk about the two units that everyone is, uh, clamoring for right now. We've got ultra instinct and we've got super saiyan blue evolution Vegeta, or as it's actually <laughs> oh. known, Royal blue Vegeta. So, I can, uh, I can tell it hurt you to say that. I heard that you called that unit coming to the game. I did. Sure. I actually created him. <laughs> okay. I actually right, created right. the unit. Yeah. So, uh, Gresh, we'll start with you. Okay. Ultra Instinct or Royal Blue? Which one? Which one's better? Um, so, I think I like Goku better at this point. I mean, obviously, I haven't used, them, used the units at all, but um, just based off of what I've seen initially, it looks like Goku's better defensively. Um, Offensively, they're pretty much the same. Uh, 
Vegeta has the AOE um, active skill, whereas Goku has like the single target one. The single target one's going to hit harder in single target, whereas the uh, AOE one's going to hit harder against multiple enemies. Um, I think Goku's defensive utility just takes the cake, um, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll get to the categories later, but the categories are a different story, I feel like. I feel like Vegeta might have the edge there. Um, but, I mean, they're both ridiculously good, right? You, you can't go wrong summoning on like one banner or the other. They're both really good. Some people have been having some pretty good luck with their summons lately. Anyone uh, want to mention their their summons? <laughs> How have they been going? <laughs> no, Lar. <laughs> no, they weren't that great, to be honest. Um, I think I'm at 3K. Uh, I got to stop now because of collapse and stuff. But uh, what am I at? Like three Gokus and three Vegetas or two Vegetas, something like that. It's not bad. I mean... It's not bad, but uh, it, it's just always the the bad part is when you're you're going for those long streaks. The issue is when you you hit that like nine hundred stones uh, streak of like nothing. <laughs> I think in the first nine hundred it was like nothing, and then all of a sudden, bam, um, the floodgates had opened. But uh, th- so far, you know these banners are always probably the best banners I've seen, uh, just because you get yeah. summons like double, triple, Dokonfesta Lars in a multi um, three plus one. You know, uh, obviously that'll change for global in the sense that you'll get tickets and all this other stuff. But like three plus one is great value. Yeah, that's why I mentioned it. Um, But overall, yeah, it's 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 pretty good so far in terms of the banner structure. If I had to pick one over the other slightly, probably give Vegeta's banner slight edge over it, at least to me, um, for what I would assume most of the people would uh, would require or would like. So, but yeah. Have we ever had? I know we've talked about this uh, on previous streams, uh, especially yesterday. The whole top grossing thing. This is this might be the fastest we've ever had a top grossing on Dokkan. Is is that right? I think Goresh, you said the only thing that could be comparable would be uh, Kid Goku, right? But top um, grossing. This is this is crazy how fast we got it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll say is that they did throw the sales out pretty like pretty significantly yeah. before the banners dropped. So, like, that's yep. the driving force behind why I think we hit it so fast. Um, for Kid Goku, I believe the sales went live right when the banner did, maybe, like, an hour before. So, that's, um, you know, I don't, I think Go- Kid Goku, hit, like, if you if you want to start at, like, when the sales drop, because that's obviously the driving force behind, you know, where most of the revenue is coming from. Um, I think maybe he did hit it faster, but it's, like, right there. Also, I remember um, the Super Saiyan 2, Vegeta, and Goku dual Dokkan Fest for New Year's last year also hit it very fast, too. So I think those three are the fastest times. Maybe anniversary last year as well, but there's like it was, it was very fast, yeah. I think part of that could be due to some of the global players wanting to uh, have a bit of a taste of the action. I know myself <laughs> and uh, another person who shall remain masked or unmasked uh, did some summons on the uh, six-year banners. So Ningen, how was your experience with the uh, with the JP side of things for a change? Um. It, mine wasn't so great. I mean, I recaptured my account. I think it's the first time I've logged into it since the um, LR Blue Goku and Vegeta came out on JP. Um, but I had enough stones. I did the. I had to do the new boss rush, and then that put me up to about three hundred. So I did one cycle on both banners, um, and I got I got Cell from Vegeta's banner, but I didn't get either of the two uh, new LRs. I think I got the Gohan off of um, Goku's one, but. Yeah, I might start messing around with that account and trying to build it up a little bit, but I just wanted to jump in and see if I could get them. But I probably won't touch the account too much more after this, but we'll see. 
So you're telling me that you can actually hold out and not go back in until uh, Global gets this six uh, six years from now, six months from now, six yeah. years from now. Damn, six years from now, we're not that behind. Damn, <laughs> I knew I knew it was delayed, but woo. <laughs> All right, Sunblade. We 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 got to talk about we got to talk about these two units and uh, the new meta that has emerged from from JP. We've got a new event, the Gods of Destruction event. Mm -hmm. which is apparently the most difficult event in Dokkan. So, uh, Sunblade, have you have you had any experience or run-in with this event yet after your summons? And if so, how have they been treating you? How have these okay. gods of destruction been treating you? Okay, so uh, I attempted those um, stages before the, the banners went live, I believe. And I have to disagree. I don't think that the God of Destruction events are the... Most of the good stages, um, at least it doesn't feel to me. And yeah, that's because like I think the God of Destruction from Universe 3, you can easily take him down with Extreme SDR and the rest. Like it's not a big deal with a proper Margin Boost Saga and Battle of Wits team. So um, yeah, it's it's a nice little thing, but uh, yeah, not the challenge I expected, especially because the event is so short. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy it nonetheless. Uh, I think also the fact that the two units that were released were essentially, I wouldn't say made for it, but it helps yeah. tremendously to have yeah. that, have those units for the event. Uh, Talon, have you had any uh, any difficult uh, times with this event or? What's um, it been in like the very you? beginning, I did just simply because I was trying to you know learn it, you know, see what it's like and everything. Um, I think the just the biggest thing is the fact that it limits you to three times a day. And so if you just get simply unlucky on this, you know, the stage, especially on stage three, I'd say stage three is the biggest pain to deal with simply because the guy's got the AOE effect on his super attack. Mm. And so there'll be times where you're like, okay, I've got this rotation. There's no way I die or anything. And then he just throws the super attack up in the very first slot. And you're just like, oh, well, now my health is like over halfly gone or something like that where is if i just gotten my super attack off first or my guys have been able to get their super attacks off first then i'd be completely fine i would take in like maybe 50k so yeah um, i think uh my biggest complaint with the event is the fact that it limits you to three times a day yeah yeah definitely that yep like if you're gonna release an event like this is like what you've been asking for for the past two years i think is a difficult stage where every stage has like different you know stipulations in it where mm. it's like okay this guy aoe's you this guy changes typing every turn this guy dodges and there's like different um different uh, elements to every stage um so i feel like this is a mode where you actually want to keep jumping in with different teams and testing it yeah. out because unlike for battle road you can just bring whatever you want you're not restricted um to you know certain categories or whatever for, uh, for each stage so the fact that they restrict you for three times a day is kind of like okay well now I don't feel like I want to experiment as much because I'm wasting tries, right? So that's something I don't like about it. Yeah. I think also something that, that Ningen had tweeted about, I saw that and I agreed, was that now that we have a new event, why not just make Super Battle Road available all week? Um, yeah, I, this is yeah. now This is kind of the new marquee event that everyone's you know uh, struggling to, to defeat. So why not make the Super Battle Road now just a regular thing? Because we're all working on Super Battle Road runs all the time anyway. So it feels like this would be the right time to kind of grandfather that that event into the regular fold, right? Yeah. Well, the reason I thought of it, the reason I tweeted it the other day is because it happens quite a lot for the global release schedule. So Gogeta comes out, um, and for me, it's like Monday morning. 
So that means if I want to try them in Super Battle Road, unless I use keys, which I do have some left, I'd have to wait like five whole days before I can take him into Super Battle Road. So it's, I don't see any point. I don't know why they did it when it first came out, but now I don't see why it should only be on at the weekends. But, but yeah, that's, that's also... much. Sorry. Go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say one of the main things about that God of Destruction event, I agree with what Goresh was saying, because obviously a lot of people out there don't necessarily want to like look it up on the wiki or watch somebody do a video of it before they've had a chance to try it. So yeah, you can't, it doesn't really give you that sort of play testing ability because if you jump in immediately realize you brought the wrong team that's one of your three attempts for the day like used up so obviously for like when it comes to global like we'll already know what to do but for people who kind of want to go in blind and just have fun with it like you could end up wasting all three of your attempts without really knowing what you were doing yeah so. and it also the the limited attempts per day also brings in the problem of rotations because if you have horrible starting mm. rotations like these are bosses that can kill you in like one turn so if you have bad rotation starting out then like you can just you, you there's a possibility you jump in and you just have no chance no matter what yeah so i feel like that also is not a great design choice by them because you know if your rotations suck and let's say you have three support units all in the first rotation like you're just screwed at that point hmm. well gorash i saw a video where you got killed with one attack yeah, with my full, <laughs> fully unawakened team on JP because I never played the, the account. Yeah, <laughs> See, account, you know why I have that account it's to read the news because yep. JPZ Space doesn't update on JP anymore, so I have to actually have an account now. Well, yeah, that yeah. Um, to beat that boss rush earlier to get the stones to do the cycle on Vegeta's banner, I was using my my fusion team is my best team on that JP account, and none of the units that actually have easy A's are easy aid. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. So let's talk yeah. about the revival skill, because that mm. is the big draw, the big sell for these new units, and probably the thing that's going to keep you alive in these Gods of Destruction events. So the revival skill is pretty simple. Uh, if you die, you are revived. It's essentially a free Dragonstone, and uh, that's pretty much it. Do you guys think that that was enough? Do you think there should have been more to it? Or is this just, you know, I mean, this this is the, the early version of the mechanic. Maybe they'll add more and more things in the future. What was your guys' reaction when you fully understood what exactly is going on with the revival mechanic? Uh, oh, well, before we do into that, because even though I'm supposed to keep up with stuff, it's just been a whirlwind. So someone explain exactly what the revival mechanic is, not just for me, but for anyone else who don't, doesn't know what that is. All right, so basically how it works is you have to fulfill the conditions. Um, so I believe for Vegeta, it's seven hits and below 50% health. Um, and for Goku, it's three hits and 50% health, below 50% health because he dodges everything. And once you dodge, it doesn't count as being hit. But okay. that's why they made it easier, quote-unquote, for him to get it. Um, so once you are meeting those conditions and you enter the turn, then on the bottom left of your screen, there's like a little revival, revival area for it, and it'll light up when it's active. And then in that turn, if any allies take a hit that would kill you, so it's not even just Goku, it's like if any, um, if, yep. if in that rotation you die, um, it'll activate and you'll revive at 70% health and it'll be the next, the following turn. So basically you skip the turn and you just revive at 70% health. Okay. So with that in mind, does that sound like all it should be? Was there a little more that they could have added or is that pretty much it? So 
I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. We'll see. But the thing I I like the idea of it. I think the design's cool. Obviously, the animations that they both have are really cool. But like, this is something that would have been really awesome to be in the game like three years ago when events were actually hard and you could actually die. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, because obviously we're talking about how they, you know, they're really well made, well suited for this new event because it is easy to die. But like, what other events outside of Extreme Super Battle Road are you ever going to see this? Which is a shame because it's just like, you know, the whole reason why Super Saiyan 2 Gohan is a meme. Like, he's awesome, but you'd never get to see it. And you, you want to see it because it's in the game and it looks really cool. But I mean, that's you could the see only it... initial problem that I have with it as a system is it's just too hard to die most of the time you could see it in longer events i feel like and, and i feel mm. like an, a, a, a like a, a mechanic like this on a unit could influence you to bring uh units that wouldn't you wouldn't normally bring now so like agl yeah. turtles like he's gonna take a lot of damage but he's providing a huge support buff to your team so people were scared to bring him to these events because he's not very defensive but now that you mm. have the revival skill maybe you don't care as much because if, even if you die you'll revive anyway um and also the yeah. items that you bring too like yeah i was of, gonna say instead of bringing yeah. weiss every time or you know nurse chichi maybe you're bringing the takoyaki item now um or maybe you're bringing the bulma healing item or maybe even the five turn bulma item because you don't care as much about dying since you'll re revive yeah. anyway so a lot of these things that we become accustomed to like okay i'm always bringing these units or i'm always bringing these items um maybe it's not as important anymore yeah i, I personally i personally like it um in terms of what you guys are talking about where it's going to force you to or not force you but it allows you to bring different things because you're like hey if i want to say have a rotation of say vegeta some other card and then that support unit that you hate you love bringing but like you don't want to bring it because it's going to you know just get destroyed at the end all the time it's like oh by the way it can get destroyed all it's once but guess what i'm gonna revive so that's cool i think the thing that i don't particularly like about it at this moment in time and again it kind of feels like an early st stage of it kind of like the lr year three fusions where they're trying to get that whole balance to you know uh the transformation mechanics and then actually getting the transformation off and everything is that it requires at least on vegeta for right now i you know goku i'm sure because of all his dodging and everything is the fact that you is the, the requirements are a little steep in my opinion and i get it i do get it it's you know it's a free life basically right but mm. I think the thing I don't like about the requirements as of right now for these two units is the fact that you have to have them with very particular units, which is a representative of Universe 7. And I get it. That's what they lead and everything. But what if you want to use these guys on a different team? You know, or maybe your box isn't as big or anything, or you're, brand, you're more of a newer player, and you don't have cards that work with that. It's like, oh, well, I can basically never see it. So I think, I think that's why it kind of feels like it's an early in the early stages for me. And it's going to be very similar to how we all thought about the year three LRs and their transformation mechanics. So they don't require those category units to activate the revival skill. Yeah, it was a little yeah, look it up. Yep. No. No, um, they don't. That was actually going to lead into a did. question for Sunblade. I'm going to put you on the spot, Sunblade. So, mm -hmm. given that basically how the revival mechanic works is you have conditions, then you have the KO screen, and then you have the revival. Mm -hmm. at, at a certain point, they're going to need to add some some new versions of the revival to just keep things spicy and just make more units relevant. Do you think the formula for updating the revival mechanic moving forward is just simply changing the conditions uh, for the newer units that get it? Or should there be something that happens afterwards? Like if you revive, you revive with even more health or even more attack or some sort of crazy boost for one turn or for one attack. Where do you see this evolving from a developer standpoint as far as the, the revival mechanic? 
Okay, so my realistic opinion is that this is the formula and it's never going to change because it's Akatsuki. But what I wish is that Akatsuki actually experiment with stuff. So um, mm. if you revive, you don't recover like 70% HP, you get like something else. I, I don't know what, but um, I want to get surprised and not like get the same stuff over and over and over again yeah but, like damage um, reduction for t three turns you get huge amounts of damage reduction but you don't get much hp back like that would yeah, be kind of cool something like that yeah right um but it's akatsuki um he knows yeah i think we'll probably get a cell um who revives and gets like quote-unquote super saiyan 2 but he just gets like um hp but you could give him additional attack because he gets stronger when he came back so um yeah just you mean what cell should have been <laughs> yeah exactly or, or 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 this is where they'll use the mechanic for uh L lr kid boo right oh yeah the global <laughs> first one yeah <laughs> just the, infinite amount of revives you know <laughs> just kid boo right do you think so, they would ever do something like that infinite revive but like with diminishing well i guess it wouldn't be infinite but some sort of a revive mechanic that's somewhat recurring with diminishing returns each time you do it no or you could because... make it, you could make it super restrictive but it, you can, it can happen more than once. But the restrictions to actually get it are really difficult. Well, because the actual like mechanic can only activate once per fight. Mm. But I mean, if they made an exception for like one special unit, I guess they could. Um, but for me, I feel like the way that they're going to do this is because it's such a powerful effect. Like you literally just don't die for one turn. Yeah. Mm. Um, I feel like the way they're going to do this is they're just going to, like, like you said before, they're going to base it around the conditions. Um, I would actually argue that the conditions for these guys are pretty bad. Um, seven mm. times you get hit. Like, we already know how tough it is for Jiren to get his active skill off. And same thing with Super Saiyan 4 Gojit, even though it's a little bit easier for him. Um, the seven times is like, you know, turn five, six, seven around there to get this off. And you also be below 50% health. So I think they can use this mechanic to balance the game better. So, like, a team that really needs help, like Dragon Ball Saga. Like, a unit yeah. for the Dragon Ball Saga team that just doesn't have any conditions. What if they just, every single time they die, they revive? Or obviously, only be once per fight. But um, that's a way they can make that team a lot more powerful is they just release the, you know, a unit that doesn't have any conditions for the rivals to activate um, because the team needs more help. Uh, that, would, that, that, would, that would be cool. And they've got just an infinite number of ways to justify a revival for some character. Like Piccolo, for example, Demon King Piccolo. You have an easy way to figure out or logically... You know, form a, a revival mechanic for that guy. Just use the Dragon Balls or something like that. So yeah, there, there's a there's many number of ways to to get this going for other units. So hopefully, uh, this is obviously the baseline. So they will have nowhere to go but up essentially. So hopefully they can uh, deliver uh, don't with say more that. and more. Don't say that. We all thought the same thing about transformation mechanics. Amen. I want to <laughs> well, be optimistic. No, well, okay. Transformation mechanics did get a lot easier. Like take a look yeah. at. Yeah. Um, the first ones, you know, the Vegito and Gogeta, and then take a look at like Angel Golden Freeze. Obviously, an act is an active skill, but it's the same concept, right? Mm. Yeah. I wonder if so. We're saying about how it will influence team building and stuff in the future, because I know one subset of units. There's not a lot of them that are even that good anymore, anyway. But I wonder if we'll see a resurgence in units that sacrifice HP when doing certain attacks, because then obviously True. that's something you can factor in when it comes to trying to make the revival skills actually seen more regularly that's true i mean do you, do you guys remember from the old days where um if you didn't kill the like the countdowns right the, mm -hmm. the super saiyan 3 countdown right uh, when you're facing off against super saiyan 3 goku or yep. 
physical Frieza, right? You had two turns to get rid of him, and then you die. I mean, they could bring that back into play, where they'll be, oh, well, the boss has 50% damage reduction. So hopefully you brought a revival unit that's on the right rotation, or you can manage to burn through him with like defense down and damage reduction down or something like that and beat him that way. So I, I'm just a little more excited, not necessarily just for the team building per se. I mean, you guys are right about that, but more on like what they can do with the content um, if they keep that in mind. Now, yeah. the downside is right now that we've only got two units that can utilize the revival mechanic and they're Dokkan Fest LRs, right? So in order to make the content more use, useful for in that regard, they need to make sure that free-to-play units have a revival mechanic too, right? Um, yeah. In order for them to justify making it in a Dokkan Fest event or some some other form of content, right? So um, I'm looking more towards the next three to six months where when they start fleshing out more units with this mechanic, maybe they can then, um, you know, really bridge the gap of like content can be much more difficult or different types of varying content where we can enjoy that. Yeah, that also begs the question, how often are they going to release units that have this mechanic too? Because mm -hmm. once we got transformations in the third year anniversary, we saw like almost every Dokkan Fest that came out had that. Yeah. Um, but this is different because you can only, again, you can only do this once per fight. And you can only do it once, you know, so that, that really means you can only do it once on a team. Um, because if you have a leader, and then you have, you know, one leader on one rotation, one leader on the other rotation, they're both going to be able to activate their, their revival skill. You don't need another unit on the team that has that ability. Right. Um, yeah. So are they really going to go and do like a new revival skill every single Dokkan Fest? Probably not. It's probably going to be, I wouldn't say it's probably, it's, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's going to be as little as we saw the exchange mechanic, but it's probably going to be like every three to four, maybe, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, maybe and again, big I celebration, essentially. Like yeah. maybe the next one would be Golden Week yeah. or something. I would prioritize, uh, again, um, giving units that fit on teams that need the help more, these mm, yeah. skills, because these are so powerful. Yeah. Back during some of our speculation streams um, and just in random conversations, we've, we've mentioned how, like the exchange mechanic, there was a free-to-play version and then a summonable version. Where is the free-to-play version going to come in for this revival mechanic? Because we've yet to see that. And, uh, you know, yeah. the six, I mean, obviously the six-year celebration just started. But do you guys see them actually giving us some sort of a free-to-play revival at some point during this celebration? Or is this going to be held off into sometime in the future. Right. I wouldn't That's be surprised question. if the LR Roshi has one. Yeah, I was going to say Roshi could have it, yeah. Well, he does revive, right? Yeah, he revives it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. If they do do free-to-play versions of revival skills, I feel like the conditions are going to be very bad. Yeah. Get, get prepared, because I think they are going to be pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good point. That. Yeah. Do you think that could potentially lead to a less than a potentially underwhelming skill set for LR Roshi. If let's say he does have a revival, he may not be as maybe as robust as we might hope just because he now has to balance out that skill in there. So uh, what do you guys think that would do to the, to the unit overall, if it were to attain a free to play unit, if it attained a revival skill mechanic? Well, I think the unit could still be good, but they're like the rest said, they'll just make the restriction for actually activating his revival either more difficult um to activate so the unit yeah. it won't necessarily have to affect how good the unit is overall uh, in terms of just his kit but i guess that's something we'd have we'll have to wait and see how difficult yeah. they choose to make that because i don't think they went ahead and like okay yeah because because we're giving goku and vegeta the arrival skill let's let's then go ahead and make them worse and in like their other ways that they're built 
I don't mm. think they're gimped because of that. I think it's just an additional thing that they got. Speaking of an additional thing that we got, let's talk about support <laughs> memories. So this is one of the biggest updates to hit Dokkan. And it's not game-breaking, which is one thing I'm very happy about because there is enough to still need all your items and still need all of your unit's abilities to actually get through an event. This is just a small little add-on. Uh, so in my opinion, I feel like this was a nice little update. Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys, what did you think about the arrival of the support memories? Have you been satisfied so far with the, I believe we had like six or seven uh, support memories that have been implemented in Dokkan? Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this new update? Was it just what Dokkan needed? Is it kind of meh? We don't really need it, but it's there and it's nice. What are your guys' reactions to it? I will take this one first, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's kind of eh, and Dokkan doesn't really need it because it makes the content easier. Uh, to be honest, I haven't used a single support memory so far, but I'm excited to see what the Zeno item will do. Um, and uh, I wish for more diversity. We already know what it does. Yeah, we already know what it does. I think we know what it does already. Yeah, Zeno uh, uh, gives Universe Survival Saga category allies attack and defense plus 10%. I believe it's permanent as well. Yeah, it's for the entire battle, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and I we have know. to finish all God of Destruction e events for just that. Okay. That, um, and they've also stated insane. that there's going to be other ways to get it, but they have not released any information on that yet. So. Underwhelming, and I hope that we will get like interesting effects in the future. Well, I would argue that we already do have an interesting one, which is the uh, Oolong one. Um, the That's one actually I my favorite. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It gives you drop rates by 50%. Yeah, so it's one that you use. It's, it's not even like a battle in battle thing. It's outside of battle. Oh, um, yeah. And I feel like they could use that to like hmm. fix a lot of issues. Like, what if um, there was a support? I don't know if they would actually do this, but what if there's a support memory that lets you mirror your friend lead? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hydros. Finally, the Hydro support memory. Yeah. yeah, I could use the copy Vegeta thing. <laughs> yeah, Ningen, I have a very important question for you. If you yeah. beat Super Battle Road only using support memories, is that a no item run? No, we have agreed. Apparently, the official rules are that using a support memory counts as using an item. So, even so, though it that, does things that neglect truth, then okay, as harmless as attack battles. and defense plus ten percent, is that really worth considering an item? Yes. Okay. Okay. Of course. <laughs> well, something yeah. like that I mean, can be a big difference. Not in not in terms of like no items, because then you are really splitting hairs. But like that ten percent attack and defense, like for some people, that will be the difference between them being like that stage and not like based on you know the level of their account. Um, okay. So yeah, right. what I wanted to jump in on was like you're right where we're to go to Sunblade's point of seems a little underwhelming well for us that run the content quite a bit and we have built accounts some a little more than others but we have built accounts it's going to be underwhelming to us right mm. but for a regular new player or free-to-play player that may like you said that 10 percent might not seem like a lot but that could be you know instead of 20k damage they take that's 18k and then they manage to get to the next turn and then finish it off and finish the stage whatever the case may be so it's like um skill equips you know, memories, they're all the extra advantage that I feel like the casual free-to-play player needs to finish some of these harder events. Now, why is it pointless to us? Because we have built accounts. What they could yeah. they do to make this worthwhile is give us an event or content that would be useful for this, for something like that. So 
yeah, if you have like truth level account where everything's rainbowed, all the skill equips, well, then you need to give them a challenge where you just have an endless tower. You know, that's kind of a gotcha thing in general mm. where you just go as hard as you can. The things will get infinitely harder and harder until a point where, yeah, you max out all your items, you max out all your equipment, everything you can do, and you still can't beat it. So you got to wait till the next little power creep boost in order to get to the next part, right? So uh, that's the one thing to us while, you know, as content creators with built accounts, we think it's a little underwhelming. They just need to give us some kind of content to chew on it where it's useful in that regard. So they needed to do that. That's uh, the point I wanted to make there. Yeah, it's not like you're getting the fifth support item slot or something like that. It's not that impactful. But <laughs> yeah. It's something additional that we didn't need, but it's cool, I think. But it's yeah, crazy I... that, that that meme is finally dead. Those two <laughs> slots no longer there. <laughs> Vanished. <laughs> one, one, thing, one thing I find myself is that I just, I forget to even select it half the time because either it's yeah. just empty and so, so I forget about it, or if I do use it, because it uses a certain amount of film and we can only hold 200 film for some stupid reason, yeah. then it's like, I, I, like, I'll see it out of the corner of my eye and it's like, oh yeah, I've got something in there, but unbeknownst to me, because I forget about it half the time, it's not actually being activated or it never activates during battle because, oh, I didn't have enough film. So it's mm. just like, yeah, I, I think, first off, let's hold more than 200 film. That is really yeah. stupid that we cannot hold <laughs> more than I, that. I don't know why it's not 9,999. Why, why is it not 9,999? Yeah, exactly. If, if I can hold 9,999 of like literally every other item in the game, why can't I? Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's something that we could see change like fairly soon in like a quality of life update. Well, let's well okay, how about think about it this way? The new shiny item that everyone is looking at, they want to see what it's like. They maybe, you know, some people might have the pack rat mentality, some might have the compulsive use mentality so maybe the fact that they're keeping the cap to a minimum is so that it will force people to when they reach the you know eventually reach that cap they'll be forced to use it and then experience the new mechanic that's been introduced into the game whereas if like for me for example if i get something very valuable in a game i tend to not use it until i have like eight or nine copies of it and then i use one i, I i'm really bad at that so having something like this would potentially force me to actually use it therefore experiencing the new stuff that they've given us maybe that's why um, i will it. i will disagree with that a little bit and that's and the only reason i said it is because literally every event that uses stamina gives you these uh film rolls and it is not hard to get up to 200 and then you're stuck there again yeah i'm just trying so, to justify or like rationalize yeah i think them. i get i, I get why. what you mean it's like they're trying to make it so that because you reach the cap so quickly that you actually just go ahead and use one so then you are actually getting to see the new things because there's no way for you to just stock up forever and never actually use it because you hit the cap so quickly but yeah and and always the, the concern with uh kind of changing gears here the concern with adding i guess quote-unquote items or just new mechanics is that the events can keep up with the shifting meta right because if we have we've talked about this before if they actually gave us two more items that would have basically broken the balance between the challenge of an event and the allure of an mm -hmm. event and your units and like how you would need to strategize going into it so do you think that now with the revival mechanic with support memories with all of these other items that we have, all these units that we have, there's going to be some new groundbreaking update that's going to be hitting Dokkan at some point that will force 
all of these things to be utilized and still potentially not be enough. And you'll actually have to like really, really hunker down and figure out how to beat this new challenge. Do you see that coming? Because we, all we've had now is this new God of Destruction event, and that's pretty much it. So is that enough to warrant all of this? Or do you see something else coming in the future? Well, it would make sense if Akatsuki would release harder events, more challenging events, uh, to justify those changes. But I've given up hope. Like, we, we had the same discussion when the link leveling system came out. Uh, nothing has changed. And, um, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think that something is going to happen anytime soon. Maybe later. Uh, maybe on the Worldwide Celebration. But for now, I've given up hope. <laughs> I have to say that. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I've always maintained that all these link level updates, everything that makes us do things easier and faster, isn't meant for the you know content creator, the whales, dolphins. It's meant for the free to play players to handle the the set content of ESBR, SBR, like things that they struggle with, right? Mm. Where maybe they need instead of like, oh, I got to summon for a dupe. It's like, well, maybe if I spend another month link level grinding this these this team, I can get it done, right? So. I've always maintained or believe that it's not meant for us. It's something fun for us, but like for the, it's meant for the casual player, the free-to-play player to get through the harder content. Now, the only having the revival mechanic or having the revival mechanic and the the memory skills or you know all that stuff, like it's fine. But the problem is, Infinite Dragon Ball history gave you the perfect example. They made an event and restricted you to two items. There's no net. There's no need to not give us the a sixth the six items by giving you a restricted event with only letting you use six items, which to me would have signaled, okay, well, this is going to be really hard. I got to be judicious in my item pickage and usage, but uh, they decided, no, we're going to scrap all that and put these other new mechanics in. And at that point, it's kind of like, all right, well, all right, th that's cool, but that doesn't really give me any hope. Like what Sunblade's saying that they're really going to push hard for it. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but based on what have we seen, if anything, they'll just tune the numbers up and call it a super extreme, super bad road or some BS like that, you know? So, like, God. Uh, you know, so... It's going to happen. Yeah. I, you're yeah, not it's... wrong, right? I mean, it's already, we're already on the on, on the track, right? Because the category super bad roads, they're getting the numbers tuned up. So what's left after that, right? So I don't know. We'll see. Super full power saying four extremes of a battery. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Limit's broken. Yeah. <laughs> it's broken. No, I think uh, you mentioned it again uh, earlier in this episode, Nalan. We talked about it on a previous one before, but I really think that for people who want to have that like extra super hard difficulty that have the accounts of the level that like some of us do, some sort of like wave like never-ending waves of like difficulty and, mode yeah. would be so good endless tower yeah mm -hmm. that's that's basically it yeah because it's just the like more advanced version of people seeing how high they can go in easy a's but like just make it a proper event don't make the rewards like something so good that all the people who can't get to crazy high like feel bummed out by it but at least like something better than a hercule statue for getting to like you know yeah. say 900 would be pretty cool yeah, I, I guess the question would then, if we're going to derail a little bit here, would be what kind of currency would be good enough for people to do, but not so good that, you know, uh, the the free-to-play or the early mid-game players would be super jealous and, you know, bitching and complaining, like, oh, I can't do those. So I'm like, well, it's not meant for you. So skill or I don't know. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess skill orbs would do it. It's not super impactful, but it's people who want to min-max their characters really want skill orbs, right? Yeah. I'd agree with that, yeah. I don't think it would I make people players be like, this is not fair! Like, blah, blah, blah. I don't yeah. think those people would get outraged yeah. about it. Because something like orbs, I think, would, wouldn't work. Because obviously that's something that if you've got a lower level account, like having more orbs is going to help you out, like maxing out more characters. Um, yeah. And obviously they're not going to do stones, although that would be great. Imagine if it was, even if it was one stone per stage. Because like, so yeah. that's what people that's that crazy, get to the crazy that. high stages. That would be great. <laughs> Some would yeah. call it a miracle. <laughs> so we'll call it miraculous. Yeah, miraculous, right, Tune? Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking, oh, speaking, like of, speaking of, speaking like of, miraculous. Hello, miraculous <laughs> awakening. So that's one of the new categories that we got uh, with these two new LRs. Do you guys know that? Yeah. Miraculous awakening consists of characters who awakened an incredible power due to critical circumstances. Do you guys like this category? Does it make sense to you? Does it add up? Because I don't. I, I don't. Mm. I don't like it. As far as a yeah. category is concerned, do you guys like this category? I'm going to take okay. a look through it right now, but from the, by the by the way the name is like laid out, I guess it kind of does make sense. It's like characters that achieved a transformation through like ways that they weren't in control of or something. Like they just got so angry they transformed, like go dynamic, right? Yeah, um, or whatever it is. That that, that kind of makes sense to me. I'm, I'm not. Well, that kind of sounds like explosion of anger, though, doesn't it? Well, it's basically explosion of anger, but then you're so angry. But it doesn't have to be anger, right? Like, it could be, like, other ways, too. Like, Cell died and he transformed. Um, it, it's ways that they weren't in control of, I think, is the best way to explain it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I definitely put uh, Vegeta's category over Goku, so. Um, like Goku, especially like, if certain units get their easy A's. Like, Super Saiyan God Goku. Like, he, he wasn't able to just transform into Super Saiyan God. He had to, like, you know, get the ritual. Do the ritual. Yeah, do the yeah. ritual and everything, yeah. Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta wasn't able to transform that into Super Saiyan. Vegeta wasn't able to transform into Super Saiyan 4. He had to have, like, the, the blood wave thing, so. Um, ways that they couldn't achieve themselves or ways that they didn't con directly control, right? Yeah. I guess is what they're going for with this. Again, the problem with these categories is just not cut and dry. Like, it, you can make arguments for certain people, or you, we're, we're just inferring, like, that you're getting this um, uh, explanation from the wiki, right? And those guys don't know definitively why they call it Miraculous Awakening. They're just giving it some idea. Yeah. It's a I'm good idea. At, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the list on DVDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, but either way, it's just like when you have the name of Miraculous Awakening, it's just not so easy to tell who's in there and who's not, right? That's the only problem I have with these like current categories for the last like yeah. year, year and a half. The subjective these, categories. Yeah, it's just BS because you're like, oh, well, this person should be in there, but they're not. Or they yeah. are in there, but why are they in there? You know what I mean? And <laughs> the second you like, can make those comments, you're just like, uh, this is not good, at least to me. I saw yeah. a screenshot on Twitter earlier, the fact that the um, LR Super Saiyan 4 Goku is not <laughs> yeah. in the category, but the card is literally called Miraculous Awakening Super Saiyan 4 Goku. <laughs> 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 it's not in the category. <laughs> I saw somebody make a good point too. Like Rage Trunks, I think, should be in here, and he's not in here. I think that might be an issue with yeah. the naming thing because Dokkan doesn't actually call him that. They call him like Super Saiyan Trunks or something. It's like, yeah. why would you just not call him that when everybody, like, everything else calls him that? I don't know. Yeah. Mm. What about yeah. the Super Saiyan 4 full power? Isn't that, wasn't that essentially accomplished the same way that God Goku was, where they had, this was like during the Small, baby fight, yeah. right? When, no, uh, no, he's in, no, he's in the no. category. He, he, he is? Super Saiyan 4 full power is in the category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so yeah, like, yeah, wasn't that when Majub was stalling uh, by like giving 
baby Vegeta indigestion or something, and then uh, Goku no, 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 was standing. No, 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 no. This was against Omega. This was against Omega. So yeah. what? Okay, so what was going on that caused him to go full power? Everybody then? gave him his power. It's the same exact yeah. thing as we're saying. God, pretty much. Yeah. yeah everyone. Yeah. Everyone just transferred their power to him. So that one. That one kind of. That one kind of breaks it for me because it doesn't. It, it just doesn't not changing hit. form he's just got a power up so that's kind of i don't know i mean glad he's on the category but kind of weird yeah i, I mean look I, as a, as a category as far as using the units i'm not going to complain because yeah. i have an excuse to run a bunch of ridiculous lrs it's just more about the the category itself because i mean obviously it's a growing problem as we've mentioned yeah but, you know it's always worth mentioning and I, always fun to poke fun i'm not really that upset about this category it's not great but it's i think there are way worse categories like rapid growth i would say is the first one that comes to mind that's pretty yeah. bad it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not that bad yep let's also talk about the other category that i know uh talon wanted to uh touch on which is the power of revival or restorative power according to the dokkan wiki let me throw that out there consists of characters who gained incredible power through a special resurgence so I originally thought that this was kind of like a glorified second wind um, type category, but I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But what, what do you guys yes. think? Talon, we'll start with you. I mean, it kind of, it kind of is. It's again, it's one of those categories that's probably again le left up to interpretation and everything. And it's going to, you know, it's going to grow over time, just like any category. Um, but I personally, I think like it a little bit more than Goku's category. And especially if a certain bardock character will finally get an easy a then they're gonna have some good support units on because the one thing i don't like about either of these categories right now is that there's really no support units to use with yeah. these guys so right. it'd be nice if we do and luckily vegeta's category does have uh the physical super saiyan bardock and even the super saiyan 2 bardock yeah and uh, uh there's that super saiyan 2 AG agl gohan which i guess you can kind of use but he's not very good um, but that's about it in terms of support units. So if those guys can get some easy A's, then well, I'll I'll be, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. So I'm kind of surprised that um, the LR Rose is not on here because like he was getting beat to hell by Vegeta, and he's like, okay, well, guess what? Now I'm powering up. Even I don't know what's going on at this point. Yeah, like, he, that that sounds like a because like all, if you take a look at the actual list, I'm just looking at the easy space, the list on here all these characters were like beaten down like they were like out of the battle and then all of a sudden they just like got up and powered up that that's what this category is and that's exactly what he did is it not yep maybe maybe yeah, isn't he also not on rapid growth so yeah. well no uh well i remember the big one was that vegeta from that saga was not on there and he literally says <laughs> in the game story event that he, he uh rose was like i'm impressed by your rapid growth or something and it's literally <laughs> <the category. laughs> Why isn't yeah. Vegito here? Because Gogeta is here, and essentially, if we're gonna go off of what you're saying, you know, they were they were beat up, they were down and out, and then they came back with the fusion. Why isn't Vegito a part of this? Because if you go back to the Future Saga, that's exactly why they tried using Patara, right? Um. Well, Vegito was never really in a position where he was like down, right? Well, Vegito well, thing... himself may not have been, but yeah, I that's thought why, that's, that's, that's why he's not awesome. Yeah, well, and plus, I think, again, taking a wild guess here, the only Gogeta that's on this category, right, isn't it, is it, is the STR one on there, or? Yeah, yeah. It, every Gogeta oh, that was there. here, though, dominated the fights that they were in, because that, well, that one I don't get, that one I don't get. Well, so, let's see, Go, let's see, Gogeta got, he, I mean, he got beaten up by Broly. You Not know. too bad. He Not got punched, bad. like, once. 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, the I mean, second, go, I mean, the second sorry. he went blue, he literally was never touched after this. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I mean Goku and Vegeta. Sorry, Goku well, yeah. and Vegeta. I don't. Yeah. So I, they, I was going to say I don't. Up. I don't get why Gogeta's on here. I don't. Mm. I don't yeah, maybe because I of Denemba. Uh, Denemba destroyed Goku and Vegeta, and they had no, to no, come this back. Is, uh, no, this is. We're talking about Dragon Ball Super Broly because there is. Yep. Okay, wait. There is the physical. Gogeta on here as well, but mm -hmm. I think that's just because yep. of the pre-trance. No, no, because no, yeah, yeah, actually, no, you're right. Every single Gogeta yep. is on here. What? This yeah, every, every Gogeta is yep. on here. Yeah. Yep. You remember when Super Gogeta got destroyed by Janemba? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Goku and Vegeta did, but... Yeah, so in theory, then, not technically... Gogeta. Yeah, if Gogeta's on it because Goku and Vegeta were getting beaten up, yeah. then pretty much right, then that, yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to get at, That's though. the reason why they fuse. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't get why Gogeta is on here. At yeah, all. that's a weird one. I don't, I don't know. Well, it's almost hey, like the categories are weird for a change. <laughs> oh yeah, thank God. Weird Akatsuki category. Never would have thought of it. Mm. They just needed <laughs> to make sure Gogeta keeps getting used as the most card in the game, right? Use card in the game. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. No, what, what was it from the podcast? We said, okay, it's official. Dokkan likes Gogeta. Legends likes Vegito, right? Like that's yeah. that's yeah. the reason that's, he's not on the category. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you guys say that Piccolo and Gohan are here because of the resurgence that came from Piccolo charging his special beam, special beam cannon? Um. Would that be why they're? Well, because this is the card from the fight against the Namekians from Universe Six, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Get it? Were, were they losing that? I don't even remember. There was so much going on in that. It was. Episode. I don't know if they were losing decidedly, but it was. It was very even. And then Piccolo was kind of overwhelmed by the by the force of the planet Namek from Universe Six, right? Yeah, yeah. Piccolo, was, Piccolo was the one who was overwhelmed. Gohan, not so much. Yeah, Gohan yeah. was kind of holding his own, and yeah, it was it was mainly Piccolo that that made the comeback, and his, it was his move that was the swing play. So, would you? That's, that's probably why they would be a part of this revival category, right? Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I that was. I mean, my, I guess technically, even sound. though the card, the moment from the card is from during the tournament of power, I guess it's because like Piccolo was the cause of the resurgence of Gohan's power, like before the tournament started. But that's the closest excuse I can give you. <laughs> well, now that we're on the topic, let's talk about the Gohan and Piccolo because Gohan has now made an appearance on several cards on these banners, and mm. uh, some of the combinations. I don't know if we. Well, one of them I definitely wasn't expecting. So. A lot of us had been theorizing that Gohan and Piccolo were going to emerge as a unit based on the evidence that we saw on the arts and everything in the news. But the surprise unit that came from this, in my opinion, was the Gohan and Frieza. And actually, mm. I'm actually really happy with this one. So uh, I'll leave it up to you guys to uh, decide here which of these two units is better. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and read them. The Gohan and Piccolo, Bond of Master and Disciple, Key Plus 3, 130%. Greatly raises attack for one turn, causes supreme damage with a medium chance to perform a critical hit. And then the passive, attack and defense plus 20% at the start of the turn up to 80, plus an additional attack and defense plus 120 with a great chance to stun the attacked enemy when performing a super attack. Performs a critical hit on stunned enemies. And then, representatives of universe 7, category allies, key plus 2, attack and defense plus 20, disables enemy guard when performing a super attack if there's another universe 7 category ally attacking in the same turn. That's just one unit. And then, Gohan and Frieza, Battle of Wits, key plus three, 130%, raises attack for one turn, causes supreme damage to the enemy, and seals their super attack. 
Attack and defense plus 120%. Attacked enemies, attack and defense minus 30% when performing a super attack. Representatives of Universe 7 category allies, key plus 2, attack and defense plus 20. With a great chance of guarding all attacks when performing a super attack if another Universe 7 ally is attacking in the same turn. These guys are insane. But if you had to pick one, which one is better? Gohan and Frieza or Gohan and Piccolo? So I actually didn't notice this until just looking them up now. But can we talk about the fact that Gohan and Frieza are extreme STR? Yep. yep. Like, yeah. no, you're not going to use them on that team. Well, the reason why is because it starts out as a Frieza. Yeah, they're not going to make Frieza super class. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not going to use them with like Bojack and Turles and stuff? Come on. <laughs> yeah like that team is so broken already like and obviously you want to have universe uh, reps of universe 7 allies which there aren't any other ones of except i think the free to play golden freezer or the ssr version of this guy obviously um yeah. but just to change topic very slightly because i was assuming that um freezer was going to be paired up with 17 since we assumed piccolo was going to be with gohan i'm sure most other people have probably called this already, but since there's been no 17 representation at all so far, is he going to be the part two LR maybe? Because every other member of the team has been represented in a card now, but not him. So I assumed it would be <laughs> Freezer and 17, but it isn't. Yeah. So um, it could be him and Freezer, or it could be him and him with a partner super with like it Goku could be a trio. Freezer. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, the U7 trio. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, I think the um, the Frieza and Gohan uh, one is interesting. But I think the Piccolo and Gohan one I like because it we talked about it on the previous episode before. But like it it helps it covers across that issue that joined forces characters often have, where they get stuck in a weird like they're only in like one or two categories because of the combinations of characters. Whereas yep, these right, two yeah. obviously go together quite well because they're in like master and student bond i was i thought it was quite interesting that they're on kamehameha considering they normally don't do that if one of the units is like not specific to the things so that's quite cool well um, it helps that the super tech literally says kamehameha yeah, and masenko and they've all because they're, they're actually they're actually on some really good categories whereas obviously really gohan and frieza outside of like we said you're not going to use them on extreme str Apart from the actual Rep Universe 7. Survival or Reps team, yeah. they're only yeah. on Battle of Wits, and that team is so insanely busted that they're probably not going to get used on that either. So, um, Frieza, Frieza and Gohan are mostly going to be used for Super Battle Road um, because of that whole, when you attack an enemy, spot, yeah. you lower their attack by 30%, which is awesome. And then mm -hmm. you have the chance to stun, which is really good. And then if you hit someone who is stunned, you crit them automatically, and so they're they're definitely made for Super Battle Road, and they are not gonna look as impressive compared to Piccolo and Gohan. Piccolo and Gohan easily put up more numbers; they look more impressive. Um, but that's not to say that Frieza and Gohan are bad by any means. They're actually really they're probably really good. There's gonna be that kind of unit you throw off rotation, I think, on mm -hmm. the two particular yeah. teams that you usually run them on, and uh, that's where they're gonna be used probably the well, most. Yeah. I was actually going to argue that you could do that for both of these guys because they're both support, technically, right? Mm -hmm. They are technically best support, yes. Yeah, because they're on those, like, obviously, you know, Gohan and Piccolo are on more categories, like we said, but, like, a lot of the teams that they're on that have such, like, high-powered rotations where you're running, like, double Doe Confessed LR, um, 
that they fit into i think i use them the same way they do remind me very much of the bardock and guine from last year because yep. even though those guys didn't particularly have support passives you could just put them on the teams that they fit on as a third slot floating unit but not only were they still good they had the defensive capability to like hold up so you're not getting to like the end of a difficult event and then they get you killed in slot three yeah, um, so these guys feel like they very much fit into that same boat where they will be a benefit on the team, but most likely just as an off rotation. Because let's be fair, if you're running like reps of Universe 7, you're probably running like multiple LRs as your actual main rotations, especially if you've got obviously like the new units from both banners. So, yeah, I think there's what five LRs that you run on this team now. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot <laughs> yeah, of something like that. Yeah, issues, but well, not really issues because they link up well, but. Um, you could always use more support, right? Dude, I oh, love yeah. this category. Yeah. I love this yeah, category, right. man. <laughs> like, Before we wrap this honest, up, go ahead, go, go ahead. I was going to say, the only downside... Okay, so just to give my two cents, I think Frieza and Gohan aren't as good as Piccolo and uh, Gohan, only because mm-hmm. he only has a chance to guard. It's a great chance, but like as we I saw last night, I think Truth did four, rotation, four turns with yeah, them on rotation, really and they did not guard at all. And that's the only yeah. terrible part is like they have a chance to guard and it's just like great i expected to, to take 20k damage now i'm taking 50. thanks a lot guys mm-hmm. so like um that's where i would give the bump up for piccolo and gohan versus uh frieza and Gohan. but either way their support units you'll throw them off rotation hopefully these guys will guard but for the most part that's why they're lower on my list yeah, I guess the Gohan part of the card is the STR Ultimate Gohan coming yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. With that unreliable, <laughs> unreliable defensive kit. Yeah, yeah I got a chance to guard. We, we, we need some visual feedback if the guard is activated for the turn or not. Mm. Uh, that would yeah, likely like, a pretty hefty update if they were to do some sort of visual cue, right? Like, are you, are you talking about like on individual sprites or do you just mean some universal. Like at the beginning of the, the starter turn where it's like, yeah, oh, guard right. is activated, you know? So it's like, right, you know, when you jump into the fight and there's... Okay, you, okay, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like three huge paragraphs of passes go off. There might just be like a, an animation that says guard activated or something where we know, yeah. okay, so he's got guard. I can put him on the yeah, first slot. Well, nope, he doesn't. So I got to eat an item, so... Well, these guys are different because they also only activate it after the super too, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's even worse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is... <laughs> Because you can't make a good decision on where to put them, or yeah. if you use an item, they're not activating, I guess. But at least, I guess, against especially against one enemy, um, as, especially if they can be attack lowered, at least they have 120% defense and they're lowering the enemy's attack. That's true. And then I guess they're getting their own support buff as well. So they do balance it out a little bit, but obviously, in harder events, if they don't guard, then like you said, you're going to be eating a lot more damage than you were expecting. But. I mean, it's not like units tried... like D-Pan, because like even now, if you oh, take yeah. D-Pan into a hard event, if she, if her damage mitigation doesn't go off, she takes an in, like she still takes like seventy odd k in like power. That's essentially what so, it is. Yeah, so I'm never not not a fan of chance <sighs> to be good defensively units. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's STR Ultimate Gohan all over again, basically. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes, yeah, STR Ultimate Gohan and Freezer. Before we wrap up this yeah. topic, I just wanted to ask you guys quickly. What is with the sudden fascination with the critical hit? Like, why is every unit seemingly having some sort of critical hit mechanic where it's almost a guarantee or something close to that? Is there just, was it just some, you know, game development decision by the team? Was there some thematic connection that harkens back to the whole critical hit thing? Like, why is it suddenly all about critical hits? 
I think the most obvious reason that comes to my mind is the fact that they probably saw most players, like an overwhelming amount of players, were always going crit in the potential system, so they wanted mm -hmm. to give an incentive to go a different uh, route. route. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give, isn't it? Use more of the ability system. This would yeah. probably go way more in depth into APT kind of stuff that I don't understand. But like, I guess with the potential, because of so many units now do so many interesting things, like on super attack and stuff like that. Like, have giving units multiple built-in additionals is obviously super powerful built-in dodge is like one of the best mechanics against unit enemies that can't disable it whereas crit is just like a nice little thing that gives you a little bit of extra damage but is not always going to be like the be all and end all whether you beat the event or not like whether you crit on the next super attack so it's like yep. an interesting effect they can give a unit but it doesn't completely like break the difficulty of the event Plus, it I helps mean, get around type advantage, which is obviously one of the most annoying things. We've all had those uh, yeah. rotations where it's like, oh, good, I've got my entire tech rotation now against this int phase, and none of them are critting. So this this phase is going to take me like 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, do you remember before the potential system? Were you in, I mean, I wasn't making content then, but I think it was D for you. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try this uh, physical team against this STR team. And it was, there was no potential <laughs> system. You couldn't crit. So he'd be there for like 20 minutes and be like, yep. Okay, I gotta use an item now and gotta make sure, you know, it's like 200k damage, or not even 200k, it would be like 20k <laughs> damage. <laughs> so, and then STR yeah. Gogeta came out. Yeah, Jeez. exactly. So, ugh, stupid. But uh, the, to bring in the point on the critical stuff, um, crits bypass defense, I think. They don't bypass damage reduction, right? Yeah, so, that's like, that's, that's right. Um, with the longer, harder events, they have a lot of defense and they have a lot of damage reduction. So if you manage to crit, you're just bypassing one of the two things, and that'll accelerate, you know, the speed and whatever for farming and speed runs or whatever the case may be. And people love big damage numbers. So uh, again, to hammer home, home to uh, uh, Goresh's point, that they're probably giving people options on how to utilize the skill orbs and the potential system. So instead of it not being 25 crit every unit. Um, it's going to be, oh, well, maybe I'll give them more additional because they already have crit built in, you know, so. All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up part one of the show, but we are not done. When we come back, we'll be talking about some big global news coming up and, of course, answering some of your questions. Don't go away. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, I'd like to go off the top. Thank you to everyone who's been supporting us. We've had a lot of growth in the last uh, week or so. Um, but first and foremost, shout out to Zephyr. Happy birthday to the dude. He gifted out 50 tier one subs uh, right at the start of the show. Damn. This is us telling him thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Um, we've had uh, the last Yeet Bender who subscribed for uh, a tier one sub as well. Um, and then, of course, Hydros plays. Thanks a lot, buddy. Who? <laughs> Hydros? Who's uh, Hydros? Yeah. Oh, so. Um, the stream then. <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, shoot. Where's the list? Do you guys have the list? I completely forgot. I just realized what you've been putting on my guy, Hydros. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on over here? You having, you having fun down there? Wait, your yeah. guy? You mean that's not actually you? Is that you? Huh? My, my okay, dude. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, dude, um, just get a camera, man. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, hold on one sec. I don't have a list for our uh, YouTube guys. Do you guys do? Forgot to mention uh, that. Uh, I'll, no, pull, no, no, no. I'll pull it up if you guys want to start talking about the next topic real quick. Yeah, sorry. So I appreciate everyone's support for uh, with the follows, with the subs, the bits, and everything. Uh, if I missed it, I'm sorry, but 
let's uh, carry on. Okay. No, I can't stop looking at this. All right. So <laughs> we're back, folks. Before we jump into your questions, we're going to go ahead and talk about some big global news. Woo! Oh, yeah, Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta drops tomorrow. <laughs> all right? Yeah. And I know all of you global players are super excited, especially after what happened on JP. So <laughs> let's talk about it. Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. You know the guy. Grade 8 power lead. Is he worth summoning for Goresh? Take it away. We'll start with you. All right. Well, um, this is basically going to be a reiteration of what I talked about for Jiren when he came out. But I would argue that this banner is much, much better than Jiren's banner. But the banner is not great. Um, I would say this. Global doesn't really, as of now, have anything major. And by major, I mean you know, dual Dokkan Fest, 3 plus 1, stuff like that. Nothing major planned until the anniversary in July. The anniversary's in July. So five months, around five months from now. A little bit more than five months. Um, so if you want to go ahead and summon for Gogeta, that's, I, I would not say that's a terrible idea. Um, I would say that Bojack's banner is definitely better than this banner. Um, so my recommendation would be to save for that banner if you're interested in running his team. His team's very good. Um, his banner's very good. I believe Gohan, uh, Tech Gohan returns on that banner, um, as well as a bunch of other really good units. I think Cooler's also on there as well. So um, his banner's better, but, I mean, obviously people like Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. So if you like him, summon. That's my recommendation. Um, he's a good unit. Obviously extremely good. Probably yeah. top. I mean, I'm not going to say he's the best TUR. You could say that for sure. At least top three um, overall TUR unit in the game, I would say. But, um, yeah, if you like him, summon. That's all I have to say, really. Ningen, you and I called slash invented Super Saiyan 4. So give us your genuine <laughs> thoughts on this uh, on this unit and why we should potentially summon him. Ah, So, yeah, the banner's not going to be great, I imagine, because uh, it's very likely that Kefla will get changed for someone. But based on who those potential changes could be. I feel like they'll probably, I don't know, I feel like they'll probably keep Gohan on Bojack's banner, so it won't be him. So I'm not sure that change is necessarily going to massively increase the value of the banner. But it is one of those typical banners, not unlike a Legendary Summon, where it is, it's just all about Gogeta. Like, he's the one you want. So his banner's not very good, but he is incredibly good. So um it falls into one of those banners that if you're free to play or you spend very minimally then it's probably not worth going crazy trying to get him but obviously if you're someone who does put a bit of money into it it might be worth trying obviously on global we know uh from the data mine we don't know exactly which format it's going to take this time because they've done it well like three or four different ways now but there is going to be some sort of pilaf uh ticket um so again you might just want to maybe grab that and then on top of that, try one or two stone multis. Um, but obviously for someone like, for people like us that spend a little bit more, especially when it's a unit that they want in particular, um, I, I will not be done summoning until I've pulled at least one copy of it, regardless of how many stones that Ooh, takes. Now, hopefully that won't be word, that many. Famous last words right there. Well, yeah, exactly. Famous but I, um, I love all the Super <laughs> Saiyan 4s. I have, I obviously right. pulled all of the Heroes ones. Um I have my full Super Saiyan 14 level 10 mm. links ready to go. I just need Gogeta so I can actually run the team. So, Preach! Dude, dude, tune, tune out here going like, ah, what am I hearing? Ah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, so well, I, probably, I, I probably have about a thousand stones, and hopefully we pull at least one copy in that. I can't that wait stretch, to see all those but... tech Super Saiyan 4 Gogetas you're about to pull. Yeah, get some oh. free Kai's. That's fine. <laughs> uh, one last thing I'll mention um, for Global is, again, everything is subject to change, as we've seen before. 
Um, but I would say that a smart strategy to use is to save red, red coins for the PyCon and Janemba banner uh, if you want a copy of one of the blue fusions. Because if you're planning on summoning a lot for the anniversary, um, you can just straight up skip those PyCon and um, Janemba banners and just use your coins on those. I think that's a good target to have for your red coins is you know maybe buy one of each of the fusions if you have enough coins. Maybe just one. It's 500 red coins, I think, from now until then because those guys should come out in April. Um, you know, if you have a few hundred red coins, you might be able to summon on, you know, maybe this Gojuda banner or the Bojack banner. I, th I think summoning on the Bojack banner, getting some red coins, using them on the, on the, um, for the, one of the five-year fusions, and then saving from there until the anniversary is a good strategy. And how do you get red coins? By summoning. Summon a lot. That's what I just said, Bojack, yeah. Summon yeah, you summon for Bojack. You skip Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, you go for no. Bojack. Yeah. Yeah, All right. I know you, I know you get to hear it soon, but... Silence! <laughs> yeah, the smart thing to do is to not go crazy summoning for him, but he's incredibly good, so you just kind of have to decide how you want to balance that out. Yeah, just you I know mean... what, live vicariously through your favorite content creators. We'll do the summoning. You guys can watch and enjoy. It. <laughs> there we go. The other thing so... too you got to remember is if you if you summon for the heroes uh, and you've got some of those Super Saiyan fours, you might as well go get Gogeta. You know what I mean? So this is something that we talked about actually on the episode when the hero stuff came out but like it's almost like a smart marketing move like buy the yep. heroes banner coming out technically early for global because it came out at the same time on both versions it's put people like me into that spot where we pulled the new super saiyan 4s it's like oh these new units are really cool this category is really cool but we don't have the proper leader yet so i said during the hero celebration it's like wow now i'm even more hyped to get yep. super saiyan 4 gogeta so I think it was a Dude, I'm move. hyped for chain battle. Shut up. Okay, <laughs> that, with that, I think we move on. If, if truth right. is, yeah. Let's <laughs> move on. God. Let's move on to the questions. So, folks, a couple of days before the show, we sent out a tweet. We let you guys know on the YouTube community page and in the Discord that we're going to be having our show, so you guys can post your questions, and we like to filter through and find some of the best ones. So, we will go ahead and answer some of your questions right now. Starting but with... before we do that, before we do that, actually, we do have one more support. Sorry, I had to, I had to cut that's you okay, off. That's okay, that's okay. Go, for it, go for it. So for for the YouTube members, for our uh, our level two, level three members. Uh, so if you guys do that on YouTube and everything, again, awesome support. Uh, but today we do have one. It is uh, Brian Data, I believe, is how you're trying to say his name. Uh, but thank you so much for being a 59 Gaming Ultra member, which is our level three member over on YouTube. You just rejoined five days ago, so he's been supporting the channel. So thank you so much for the awesome support right there. All right, back to you, Jim. It's 5.9 Gaming, by the way. <laughs> anyway, let's start with our first question brought to us by Doke. I don't want to say a Doke. Yeah, legendary, legend, whatever, Doke. Doke asks, what animation do you want to see made into a support memory the most? Mine is Majin Vegeta's smirk at the tournament grounds. Hmm. A support memory. All right. So I want. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I stated that multiple times, but yeah, points to the stance. I want the crying Vegeta from the Namek saga. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one, actually. <laughs> that is a good one. Mine was going to be maybe, a Vegeta one. I think that's better. Maybe he could increase the critical hit chance or something. For the entire rotation, because he, because he took a critical hit to the chest, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh yeah, that's, wow! That's Savage. <laughs> I was gonna say Damn. Vegeta uh, when he's like training to become a Super Saiyan, and his like 
hands are bloody and he just says, I don't care anymore. And he just like screams and explodes into Super Saiyan. I would yeah, want that to awesome. be a, Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying uh, to think media? of ones that I don't want to just be like part of units because I want some of these like iconic moments. I want them to be like active skills and yeah. stuff. So it's hard for me, to pick out one for a support memory. For me, if they're not going to do a counter Frieza taking a chop to the neck into ripping someone's arm <laughs> yes. off, it would have to be <laughs> yeah. Kid Goku drinking the Ultra Divine Water and like almost dying. <laughs> Unless they don't want to make it an active skill, because that could be like a buff active skill that he does. Yeah, that might also be too grotesque for Dokkan, right? I mean, he just, I don't... Mean he just drinks a thing and he's like dying almost. Yeah, I, I think the dying part might be a bit of an issue. But... Yeah, but Kid Goku's active skill, he punches a hole straight through the person you're fighting. <laughs> exactly. so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was going to pick uh, Goresh's where he uh, Frieza takes a chop to the neck and then like just rips off Nail's arm. Uh, that would be for me, the effect would be um, the boss or whatever can't heal for that turn. So like for those annoying Ooh, fights, like cool. the Masu can't, uh, that always heals them during Battlefield or something like that, like that would be one unique way to, to play around with that. That'd be cool. Pretty good one. Any other ideas? Um, I don't know what scene in particular, but I would love a support memory that would seal all enemies for the turn and bypass anything that even if they can't be sealed for one turn. And so my, my original thought was maybe like a uh, Krillin doing his solar flare against the first form cell or something like that. Maybe, you know, when they fly off on the airplane and everything, um, something like that. But just seal, you know, seal them for the turn, basically, regardless of what event you're on. Mm. Would it would it be better to have Chichi go Kaioken as an active or as a as a unit or as a support memory? Chichi going Kaioken, did she say? Yeah, do you remember that that one? I think it was was it during the Garlic Junior Saga where she was getting pissed off at Marin? That canon doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. You don't remember that? I mean, she, it's not actually Kaioken, but like she well, gets yeah, angry and yeah. she's like she gets an, a red aura. You don't remember that? Yeah, nah. The Garlic Junior stuff I saw. I think the first time I ever saw Dragon Ball Z being aired, and then never, I've never like rewatched any of the Garlic Junior stuff. Not a real fan here. All right, let's move on to the next question. Brought to us by Pranoy Paul. Pranoy asks, "How long do we think that the concept of pushing the game with cool animations will last? As new game mechanics and game modes should be rather the way to take the game ahead, in my opinion." Let's avoid discussing chain battle, though. LOL. <laughs> I mean, like the first two years, two and a half years of the game. Wait, when did Metal Cooler really come in? Was that like three and a half years in the game around there? Either way, the first three, two and a half, three years, whatever, before Metal Cooler, uh, the AGO one, the animation sucked, right? Or it weren't mm. that great. So for the longest time, we were just literally popping bubbles, doing rotations and stuff like that. So... The only good thing about the animations now is it just gives it a lot more flair. And yeah, it sure takes longer, like a 20-second, 30-second animation now. But <laughs> um, it, it's just more fun for us, right? And it's just the idea that they're increasing the production value. So mm. um, as long as they keep it up here, it'll maintain a level of interest from people in general, right? Because people see it as like, oh, it's just the anime all over again or even done better. I think Russia said some of the uh, UI animations look better than the anime did. That was so, true. I didn't say that. Don't don't pin that truth. on me. All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. But 
the the whole appeal of the uh, animations is that everyone has you know if you've enjoyed Dragon Ball you've seen the anime at least right or hopefully you did and this gives you that nostalgia feeling so if anything it's just a good marketing ploy for them to grab new players mm. now if they're talking about modes and stuff yeah sure uh in terms of gameplay mechanics and stuff like that yeah but the the flashy part is a, a turn takes like a minute right you select your bubbles and then you watch the pretty animations right like there's not much else there is to it well, now like again chain battle something different which is great and hopefully they'll evolve with other types of modes that they can play with but but yeah but yeah if they keep improving the animations over time it works on both levels because like you said it can help to draw in new people um when they see mm -hmm. like you know the adverts for the app and stuff but like even us if you think about like the way it's kind of worked over the years is you get to like you almost get to like a certain level it's like okay this is the quality of super attack animations and then we get to like a new anniversary or something and it like jumps up a level and everybody gets hyped about how like crazy good quality the new animations are and then we start to see that slowly go up a little bit and then all of a sudden again something takes it to like that next level so even for like people that have been playing it for ages it's always kind of hype when that new next level of quality of the animations comes out but yes sense. they do need to be doing content a lot i don't think just making the super attack animations better is all they can do to actually address the question and even though he says not to address super battle road it's like a uh, uh, chain battle that's the main problem is we want them to bring out new modes and so then they try to make a new mode and nobody likes it <laughs> so <laughs> the, the question is how to do it right so the god one like we talked about earlier whilst it's not the most creative thing at least that's an, an an interesting newer version of the same kind of events that we already had so we just really need to see them build from there i think all right let's move on to the next question brought to us by limited clips limited clips asks do you guys think that we need a new 200 percent new we don't even have one 200 percent <laughs> lead in this current meta of dokkan battle or save it for the later future I don't think we need it. I don't, I don't I really think we are. Honestly, we really don't need it. I don't think 200% yeah. is really going to make it. It's not going to. I mean, everything can be beaten right now without 200%. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think you really need it. So, I think they. Yeah. I think they understood that like they need to stop power creeping the game through leader skills a long time ago. And that's one yeah. of the dangerous mm -hmm. categories, and we really haven't gotten yeah. like excessive power creep since then. Yeah, because yeah, one, 170 like, is the bit is the main one that we have right yeah. now. Yeah, so. when they want to make a unit at like the top level of power in the current meta, it's that they get 170 across the board. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I, what I would like to see, we talked about it before, is just the fact of rather than creating all these new categories or pushing the numbers up, they need to do more things like they've done with some of the recent units of just giving them two different categories that will mix together well to make an interesting new option for team building because that will keep things interesting rather than just having to push the numbers up it's just give us decent combinations of the existing teams that don't normally go together but will obviously have good potential for team building because that always AKA, makes it more interesting yeah i mean aka the scr bojack i mean everyone at first glance was just looking at him as just a cooler copy essentially but his categories actually the time travelers and his other category they work really well together actually mm -hmm. so they're, they're a lot of fun to run 
yeah um, like even so. even when like tech super saiyan 2 vegeta is a good example for me oh i love my favorite, two category one of my favorite love tur's it. like the super saiyan 2 category is really good but it is a little bit restricted but then resurrected warriors is like a really good category to throw in yep. with it because a lot of yep. the time when you were running the resurrected warriors team as as and of itself as like just a sort of main resurrected warriors team you wouldn't necessarily use that many saiyan units because of how well they fit in so then mm -hmm. matching that up with the super saiyan 2 category with vegeta's leader skill it gives you like a whole bunch of extra units that you can throw in that then fit well within the team so yeah rather than moving into bigger leader skills i just want to see more variation of the mix of categories because i think that can keep it interesting On to the next one, brought to us by Drop. Drop asks, should Dokkan have an auto mode for quest clearing, just like Legends? Yes. <laughs> every, yes. every gacha game should have some kind of auto mode for yes. those kind of things, I think. Can it's you imagine tough... auto link leveling? It's a tough question. <laughs> um, I would say no, Ooh. because the I feel like the reason Legends has this is because they know how boring like PV in the game is. <laughs> and the game isn't supposed to be about... like the, the main allure of the game is not supposed to be about PV as much as it is PvP. Um, but they have a restriction behind the... Even, even in Legends, they have a restriction behind the auto mode where... Um, well, actually, do they? No, they don't. It's skip tickets. Never mind. Okay, definitely. I don't think Dokkan should have skip tickets. Um, I actually don't even think he should have auto mode either, though, because... Like the whole thing of the game is farming, right? Legends is yeah. not about farming. Legends is about playing like PvP and stuff like that. Mm. So I think like if they take that away, it like diminishes what you've done already. Because like we've played this game for six years. If you all of a sudden implement an auto mode, people are going to be ranked nine nine nine. People are going to have two hundred link level ten units. Um, it sort of takes away from the achievements that Appeal. you've gotten yeah. from the game like over the course of the past X amount of years you've been playing. Mm. I would argue that Dokkan needs it more than Legends because Legends, there's user variation because when you're playing a game, a fighting game, and you actually have control over the character's movements, I feel like that breeds more variety in the gameplay experience, right? Whereas in Dokkan, you have three units, you have X number of bubbles, which those bubbles could chain into a super attack or not, I feel like there's more uh, monotony in a Dokkan gameplay versus a Legends gameplay because you just have less you know, degrees of freedom, I guess. So having some sort of auto mode, maybe we could limit it to maybe just like quest mode or something, would I think would benefit Dokkan more than it would for something like Legends. Yeah, I certain... think it's... No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think certain events, I think it would be a good idea. If they had a system like this, then certain events, it, you wouldn't be able to use it. But um, I guess Goresh makes some good points when you think about it in the bigger picture. But the, the only reason I like always think I wish this game had some sort of like skip ticket type feature is when you're doing that thing where you have to farm a unit like that's just come out and you have to get all the copies to open their paths and do their super attack. And then you do like... You know, you do your four runs in a row with a 200% boosted team and you don't get a single drop. It's like, I really don't want to sit and do this for like three hours. Like, could the game just do it itself for me, please? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I see both your points. I think the biggest thing would be just tie it to the uh, boost system. You do it three times or once every eight hours. You can do it once. That's it. Yeah. 
I think that's the easiest, fairest way to do it. Like, I agree that the appeal to Dokkan is just the actual animations, the not necessarily the gameplay, but it's really to see the animations and the team building and all that stuff. And the auto would kind of take away from it. But at the same time, there's so much farming that needs to be done that uh, I could see the reason why people are like, oh, give me the, the auto mode or whatever. And so the middle ground is just tie it to the boost system. So once the boost is up and you've cleared the stage once, you can go ahead and skip it. But you've only mm. got three in a day or something like that. I mean, give, given how bad the link leveling is already, I don't think it would be that bad. And since how there are just so many units in the game and there's so many more coming in, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. Well, I'm just, I'm just gonna say, I'm just basing my knowledge of skipping and stuff like that off of games that I have that that I played. Mm. Like Legends has skip tickets. Once I clear the missions first stage, I never play it again because I can just skip it. Pokemon Masters, I log in, I use all my stamina in five seconds because I skip everything. So I feel like that's something they want to shy away from, but maybe they don't. I guess it depends because one thing is. Um... Like in something like, because the only thing I offer game I play that has that kind of feature is Grand Cross. So if you, you skip tickets to skip stages in events, you still have to obviously spend your stamina. So in Dokon, even if they gave us some sort of skip ticket thing, a lot of players are not going to want to then use a stone to refresh their stamina. So you're not necessarily going to get people just turbo like link leveling their whole account or getting to rank 99 unless they want to be spending all the like the stones it would take to do that because you still have to use your own stamina um because there are certain things that if the farming i think it comes down to more of a how the farming can be tedious at times because if the drop rates were fairly regular then i i wouldn't mind like not having a skip but it's when you know, I've already run through the event like 50 times and I'm still not finished. It's like the fact that you have to sit and manually do it and you're still not getting anywhere each time. It's just it just becomes kind of annoying sometimes. And that's, uh, that's yeah, but... the reason I don't want the game to be annoying to play. I want to get yeah. the farm done so then I can go back to doing the things I actually want to do on the game. The only downside is what Goresh is saying with Legends is primarily a PvP focused game. You make that same argument with Grand Cross. So like you the whole point of grand cross is so you could play other people the pve content's there just for something to farm mm. but really if you're like grand cross is one of those games that's just a, it's a main game um if you want to maximize everything you got to do pvp you got to do the pve side but if you're trying to you know utilize your time best you just skip all the pve stuff that you can and then go into pvp like that's kind of the whole point so like with dokkan there's no pvp that's the thing. Like all you're doing is farming and getting units to play, uh, you know, content. So, again, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying, like, I could see the reason to do it, but I could see why if they were to implement something like that, it would be very limited, like mm. tied to boost point. system or something like that. So, yeah that, yeah, that is a good point. All right, let's move on to the next question, brought to us by Mitch Hennessy Z. Mitch asks, "Say in day 2021, who you got?" Bring the blue boys oh. back. Well, they'll be oh, back. I think it's pretty obvious they'll bring. They'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Better yet, give them an easy A. <laughs> yeah, because right. right now they're floating off rotation, right on U seven. <laughs> Yo, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> make them relevant, Dokon. Come on. Um, so I think we could either see the um, the Gogeta that's going to be the uh, opposite to the SDR yeah. Goku and Vegeta slash Vegito, um, or if they don't do that. Um, I'd like to see. I know if I know we, uh, you know, we don't have enough in the game already, but a new uh, Z Broly. Mm, I'd be okay. Yeah, with that. I, I was thinking of a um, 
a Broly and Paragus with an exchange oh, where yeah. Broly crushes Paragus in the pot and then goes yeah. to or something. Oh, that'd be great. Because, <laughs> yeah, we don't have a unit really that gets used that is just named Paragus, like at the start, because it's just the yep. SSR version of the Broly and Paragus, isn't there? No yep. one, yep. You, don't, you don't run him. So, yeah, that'd be cool. A Paragus thing. Even if it's one of those like term one exchange things, that'd be great. <laughs> Don't we have a Gohan? Um, we already have a couple Z fighters that are from that Dragon Ball Z Broly movie, right? Like the AGL mm -hmm. World Tournament Gohan. So yeah, that that would be fun to kind of explore that. That uh, that movie. We also uh, we also need the uppercut Goku from the yes. end of the movie as well. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's the LR. That would be a great. Yeah, he could be on. Um, he could be on that the Goku category because he gets all his power from everybody else and then does the the magic oh, no, on Broly. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. It could be on there. <laughs> that would be both restorative and a miracle, right? Well, yeah, if super if super full power four Saiyan monkey is on there, then he should be on there. <laughs> I'd die a little inside when you guys say that stupid name. I could, right, I next even, I question <laughs> brought to us by Never Gonna Gain You Up. Never Gonna Gain You Up asks, do you expect them to do anything remotely interesting on Colorful Dokkan? The, these are feeling like the worst build of months to the anniversary in quite a while on global. This is a great <laughs> question. <laughs> All right, so let's let's sort of like look at the schedule because the only banners that we have to wait for on global are Gogeta, which is tomorrow, LR yeah. Turles, um, Bojack, Bojack, and then PyCon and Janemba, and that's it. Yep. So saying is happening, right? We're obviously getting a thing for saying it's probably going to be joined like it has been the past two years or whatever yeah. it has been um but i think it's going to go ojita tomorrow turles in part two because that lines up with the prime battle first form frieza easy a and yeah. then we're gonna get saying day that's 318 right after 318 we're gonna go into april and i think that's when they're gonna do PyCon and janemba then we have like a month and a half of nothing so i think that's when we'll do a global first so that could be when we get something that's interesting. But I think saying they could be good as well. Well, plus we'll also most likely we'll get um they'll fit in whatever the first Dokon Fest is after the anniversary on JP. In yeah. March before yeah. the anniversary, won't it, for global. So yep. Yep. But yeah, it definitely could be a global first fit in there somewhere. But people are people are torn on those, apparently. So Wait, so Golden Week uh, not Golden Week, New Year's for JP is lines up when? April for you guys? Yeah. Okay. That's when uh, Goku and Vegeta came out uh, in 2020. It was yeah, like okay. mid-April or something like that. And then we went into the Spear Palms where Goku, I believe, was after that. Yes. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Was it? Was it before or after? I no, I think he was before. Before, and then we had that, and then we had UI Goku. Yeah. Yeah, the reason why is because we celebrated, what, uh, the Gohan, the Super Saiyan 2 Tech Gohan together. Mm -hmm. So... You yeah, guys so don't have it. Yeah, that place is up, so that's probably a global first. Now the question is, what is that going to be? Yeah, exactly. Hit again. Who knows? Could Hit be. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I don't think anyone would have predicted at the time when they came out, I don't think anyone would have predicted the uh, the GoBros coming out. So it is one of those. They could literally Random. do anything. Yeah. yeah. Garlic Jr. There we go. No. No, I want my yes. global first to be hype, damn it. Hey. <laughs> give me my Every LR well, actually, give, give me my LR Hellfighter 17 and GT 17 that fuse into We're talking hype, dude. 17. Stand yeah, all on hype stuff. Stand all on Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta. 
He's he's the most hype. Look at him. Can you imagine if they did that? People would be so so upset on Japan. Oh no, it, it'll be oh. a kid boo revival kid boo. There you go, multiple yeah. revival kid boos. Yeah. All right, and with that, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this week's show. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Huge thank you to Hydros for manning the boards, keeping the stream afloat. We could not have done this without you. Also, thank you for putting all that garbage around my. <laughs> don't no, forget to follow us go, on go twitch. wow i'm telling the truth that you called zemo garbage <laughs> don't forget to follow us on twitch twitter join the discord check out our facebook fan page the subreddit everything follow all the links fully connect to the five nine network and don't forget to vote for your favorite dokkan moments on the upcoming dokkan awards show which is gonna be on march 5th so make sure you guys vote as soon as possible and if you miss any part of the show fear not all of your favorite podcasting platforms have you covered Google, Apple, Spotify, many more. Subscribe. Do not skip a beat. Join us right here tomorrow for our next episode of the Dragon Ball Legends podcast. For the Mass Ningen, Talon, Nolar, Goresh, and Sunblade, I am Toon Rami. Thank you once again for watching. Stay tuned and always remember to Dokkan responsibly.